Welcome to Relationship Insurance, a podcast providing honest perspectives on dating, relationships, and everything in between. Hosted by Kurt, Drew, and Dondre. Today, our special guest is Miriam McGuay, filmmaker and actor. Thank you for joining us today. For sure. We wanted to talk to you because you're an interesting person generally, but... Not really. That's a a lie. You are a filmmaker. We made a film called The Things In Between, and we wanted to discuss it a little bit and just get into what this film is about and all the things that come with it. So how would you, in a short, describe this film? Well, that's a good question, because brevity is not my middle name. Um, (laughs) It is a story about an ex-couple who reunite well, reunite isn't quite the word I'm looking for. They meet up after a year after their breakup to unpack what their past relationship was. Uh, and in the process are confronted not just by their past, but um, they're confronted by the ways that they understood things and in a lot of ways misunderstood things. I noticed in the film that like, this couple, they, they reunited, they, they discovered some things that they never actually talked about in real time. I guess, why was that important for you to include in the film? It was important for me to include that because I think a lot of times in relationships, whether they're you know romantic or platonic or whatever, we're always caught up with how each person perceives things and how they understood things to be. And I think specifically uh, with, with these two characters, so much hinges upon um, them just not seeing or understanding what the other person was going through uh, or seeing and understanding just the big picture. Because what is it people say? There's, you know, there's what one person said happened, what the other person said happened, and then what actually took place. And so both characters are seeing their perspective as like the only perspective. That is just exactly how things happened. Um, But in them having to face each other, they're having to like deal with, oh, there is an actual bigger picture and it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm right or you're right or I'm wrong or you're wrong. It just means like this is what the truth of the situation is. So that was why that was important to me. I wanted to capture the ways in which our perspective can, cannot always be the whole picture. It can be very true. It can be honest, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the whole picture. You, you mentioned something about perception and that plays a, a big role in relationships. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Like how can we as people who date do relationships do a better job at interrogating perception? I think it depends. I know different things work for different people. So I'll, I'll say one, I'll say the things that I know work for me. I know being honest with myself first and foremost makes it easier for me to interrogate my perspective or my perception of things. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm like, I literally had the image of me being in an interrogation room with me interviewing myself. So like I'm the detective and the suspect it was very meta, very great. But it's like, I don't have to necessarily do that. I can just sit with myself and go, okay, truly, honestly, like, what am I feeling? What are my thoughts here? What do I need? What do I want? Um, what do I like? What do I dislike? And it's very simple, but it's not particularly easy. And I think that's something a lot of us take for granted. But I know that in relationships, the more honest I am with myself, the easier it is for me to be honest with other people. I also find that I like honesty in my relationships, whether it's, again, platonic or romantic. If you, (laughs) I do not do well with people who are not good at being honest with themselves. It is a train wreck. (laughs) It is never fun. Um, And it's not even because I'm necessarily going out of my way to be like, tell me the truth. And they're yelling back, you can't handle the truth. It's not even that. It's just like, I'll ask an innocuous question. And because I'm making space for honesty, um, if the other person is adverse to it or not ready for it, it becomes a problem. 
Um, so I know that that's one of the ways that I'm able to interrogate my pers my perception of things or my perspective. It it starts with me being honest about what I want, what I don't want, etc., and then holding space for the other person to be able to do the same. You know, looking at the film, it it's 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 not to give any anything away because everybody should watch it. For me, one of the things that, as far as like emotions, it made me feel very vulnerable watching it because you know I I could relate to it. So, why why did you choose to show a film in which two people are just ha are just facing each other and and just talking, like? Why did you choose to tell this story that way? Well, before I say that, thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. I also appreciate you guys watching the film in general. It just means a lot to me. Um, but yeah, it was important to me because, so when I first was thinking about this film, I wanted to explore memory, you know, how we think, see, see things, perception, all, all that kind of, all that jazz. And I think why I was pushing for even more, more vulnerability with this couple was because um, at a certain point in time, I made the conscious int intentional decision to make sure it was a black couple. Um, at first, uh, because your girl was on a budget, <laughs> I was going to work with another actor I know. Um, and he's Latinx. And he's also, uh, he also shoots and I shoot as well. So the their flashbacks, we were going to shoot each our, our flashbacks from our characters' perspectives. But after a while, I was like, no, I really, I really want it to be uh, a Black couple. And so with that came leaning into the vulnerability because I feel like oftentimes when it comes to Black characters, you're, it's like we're always painted as being performative. We're the ones with the pithy comebacks. It's always a caricature, not always, but a lot of times we're caricatures, we're not allowed to be fully human. And I wanted to very much push into that because sometimes we're, we're allowed to be human, we're allowed to be vulnerable, we're allowed to not always know what to say, what we're trying to say. Um, we're allowed to have moments where we're not strong or, you know, capable or, or what have you, we're just, we're, we're just human. And I really wanted to make sure that in this film with this black couple at the center, you felt their vulnerability. You felt like you were watching two people not only grapple with their past, but grapple with a present where the person that they love the most is now in front of them and having to deal with how that love got um, broken, for lack of a better way to put it. Yeah, I think you were just speaking to like, the things that we see in in love stories, like in the media, and especially with black couples, is it there's always like certain ways in which we get portrayed on film. And I guess for you being a filmmaker, I'm sure you probably watch a lot of media and consume a lot as well, or at least a, a good amount to inspire you to write. How how do we rethink love stories like now, especially in the you know the times that we're in and the the way that we're evolving collectively and as people individually like how how do how would you want to see love stories be told more especially for black couples that's a good question i think i know one of the things i would love to see more of is just our humanity being put first right so even a lot of times when you're looking at casting being black is a type which is stupid and makes no sense because I'm Nigerian. I would I I I would not feel comfortable going for a Jamaican role because mm. I can't do a Jamaican accent to save my life. Right. <laughs> like can't do it. There's you know certain um, you know cultural cultural behavior for lack of a better way to put it that I would not be able to understand or get because like I'm not Jamaican mm -hmm. um so to think that in casting people would be like oh you're all black it's all the same it's like no that's literally <laughs> like it that doesn't make any sense mm -hmm. um 
you're, you're not going to find people having the same energy in casting if it was like a German and a French person, right? Like you're not going to see that. So I think for me, one of the things I would love to see first and foremost is our humanity being, you know, being what's put first and what's centered first. So I think even with a show like Insecure, part of why it's so wildly popular is because you see that happening. They are centering these characters' humanity first. Like they're not a type, they're just human beings. Um, and you're also seeing the, the, what the reality of their humanity looks like as they're inhabiting black bodies. So I, I it just annoys me how people make this shit seem like it's hard. It is not fucking hard if you actually care about seeing people as human beings. It is actually not that hard. It is the same reason, maybe not the same, but it's similar to how, you know, fat people are not the protagonists in their stories, as if fat people aren't like happily married, you know, living their best lives or, or, or fill in the blank of whatever like marginalized groups we're, we're looking at or, or groups that the media just doesn't know how to handle with care. So I say all of this to say as I slowly step off of my soapbox, um, one of the things I would love to see more is storytelling that clearly centers centers around seeing us as human beings because we are. And it's very frustrating how normalized it is and how conditioned folks are to just not seeing us as human beings first. Yeah, I, I want to say I, I feel like you did a great job of that with this film because um, I do believe that media does influence us. And so like how we perform, <clears throat> sorry, how we perform like love and relationships and dating sometimes can be off of what we see or what we've learned, you know, like all this stuff is programming. And so one way you did that was like, you know, all these, the characters were answering these like really in-depth questions. And along with the short film, like um, you on your, on, on your website, on the film's website, you've included a questions deck um, so that, <clears throat> it's not just the questions that are in the film, but it goes beyond that. So I guess what inspires you to to include that as a part of the film and as a part of the the release of the film as well? Um, oddly enough, I didn't think about doing that before. I just had released the film and it was probably like a month or two afterwards. This was, you know, early 2020, which we all know 2020 has been 10,000 years. So... <laughs> My timeline might be a little messed up, so bear with me. But I definitely know it was after um, I put the film online that I was like, oh, a, a questions deck might make sense. Um, and it was because I wanted to encourage people to delve into vulnerability safely. Um, that was like a big thing for me in writing the film. I wanted to create a space where you could see how these two... Um, these two characters would be vulnerable with each other, but like make it safe. So there's a lot of romance movies, books where people just be doing toxic as fuck shit. And people are like, that's romantic. I'm like, that's a felony. Please do not encourage this. <laughs> Please don't. So I wanted to make sure that I was, I had an extension of that um, from the film for audiences or even people who didn't watch the film. I, I, I wanted I wanted the film to not just be about, oh, let's watch this couple, like, which is fine, but I wanted it to encourage people to have vulnerable conversations safely. Um, I even had like a resource page um, that talks about some of the themes that are explored in the film, um, like mental health and immigration. So there's that. So again, like extending the conversation beyond the film. Um, and so the questions deck felt like a really organic addition to that so it didn't feel like it didn't I didn't want it to feel like marketing I just wanted it to feel like oh here's this like other invitation you have to go beyond this moment with this film you know speaking of the questions I, let's just get into a few of these because some of these some of these are really spicy so the first one that I wanted to ask was who are three famous people dead or alive that you would like to go on a date with Anybody? Kurt? Okay, cool. I thought it was just for me. I was like, I'm sweating. No, we're all going to play with you at the cool. same time. Okay. Let me figure out who I need to shoot my quarantine shot with right now. Give me a second. Kurt, you Damn. go. 
It's all right. Yeah. Okay. Three famous people, dead or alive, that I would like to go on a date with. Are we are we going on this date at the same time? Like, is it a three on one date? Is it a like, is, no. Is it, is it, <laughs> how, how do you want it? How do you want it? It's, yeah, I don't know. I just want to know what my options are. You know, like <laughs> whatever is most comfortable. Whatever is most comfortable for you. If it's the same night with all three of them, if it's a speed dating situation, if it is um, like you know throughout the week, the world's your oyster. It's not okay, quarantine. Okay. It's safe. Back to back, back to back. <laughs> Can you imagine um, going to three dates in one day, like back to back uh, to back? You got to get tested, like every <laughs> hour. You got to have the rapid test on deck, like every time. Yeah, it's like, so how's your day? <laughs> it's going to be a long day, y'all. <laughs> Why are you bleeding from your right nostril? I don't know. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm stalling because I don't know who to say yet. Um, Dondre? Three people that are alive. Hmm. I like uh, Megan Kidd. That's I thought you were going to say Meg the Stallion. And I was like, awesome. That's great. I, I, was, <laughs> like, damn, I didn't I expect I, it. I, I thought I knew Dondre. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, but I was like, oh, amazing. <laughs> I, I would probably say Rihanna. Like, I, I'm just curious. I, I'm curious. Just for the stories. That makes sense. And I think if I had to pick one more... No disrespect, Jay-Z, but Beyonce. And this is how the beehive ended, Dondre. <laughs> I heard. He said on his podcast. <laughs> you think you the are. receipts. <laughs> Screenshots. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll go. Um, well, since you you brought up a Knowles, I'll bring up a, a, the other Knowles. I'll bring up uh, Solange. Um <laughs> I'll go on uh, yeah I think I just feel like there'd be an interesting story there um uh let's see I think I feel like Issa Rae would be funny like I, I'd probably end up laughing a lot if I went on a date with Issa Rae um and I'll choose that too my bad take out uh <laughs> Megan Good for Issa Rae she'd be fun Wow. Okay. Dang. All right, dang. Maybe it's a maybe it's a trade. Maybe I'll go Megan Good for my third pick. Really? <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I'd also actually I'm lying. I'm gonna do Rihanna. I do what's the woman from uh there's this TV show. She's on Atlanta as well. Oh Zazie Bates. Zaz yeah, she's on there for uh, sure. Oh man, okay. I gotta that redo my sense. list. Sure. I'm, I'm gonna update <laughs> my list and hit <laughs> okay. you at the end. Yeah. Okay, I think I think I'm ready. Okay. I might have to stall. Trevor no, Noah, okay. for sure. Trevor Noah, for sure. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, for sure. Like, okay. I hope I never run into that man in real life because, like, <laughs> when he does his focus look, it's just like I would be a deer in the headlight. Uh, I have no game, so this would be really fun to watch. Um, I'm trying to think of the third person. Lakeith? Okay, see, the problem I have with Lakeith is this. Listen, Lakeith is on my boyfriend's list for sure, but like, yeah. he's a wild card. Like, yeah. I, I'm on, I'm here on a visa. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't be in trouble. <laughs> like, I can't be in trouble because he decided to go onto a moan room on Clubhouse and like that bites me in the ass somehow. Like, I, like, I want Lakeith to live his life without being, you know, held back by me and my immigration. <laughs> like, that's really what it is. Dang. I'm trying to think. Oh, you know who? James McAvoy. Okay. He's Dang. just like a random Scottish man that like, I, like he had this one inter interview um, BBC Radio One, where he talked about listening to Motivation by Kelly Rowland. And I was like, you listen to Motivation? Okay, wow. 10,000 points for you. Good job, James. <laughs> that is a scene. <laughs> yeah. So the, the three of them at any given point in time, my conscience okay. is clear. Okay. Good picks. Good picks. Um, I got I to gotta go with uh, Rashida Jones. Um, that's a great pick. Dang. I, 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 that's why I went last, man. I had to really think about these because this is immortalized on the internet. So, oh, man. who's your second pick, Drew? I gotta, oh, I, I gotta also go. Uh, I gotta, I gotta do Zoe Kravitz because she's 
That makes sense. A wild card, man. Like, I feel like she's got she's got the musical background. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, if I make it to the to the crib, hopefully she has a piano. She can serenade me. I'm screaming. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm telling. I'm thinking hard. Listen, he, he said, "Listen, there are many steps to this, and these are the steps we're hitting." I love it. <laughs> these are important. My third one would have to be Viola Davis. Yes. Overstood. Yes. She's, I, I can't, listen, energy. She's played some really attractive roles on television. Very, like, powerful roles. You know what I mean? I'm just, you know, like a woman with some power. So. Who's 55? Viola Davis. Listen, Rashida Jones old, too. I mean, I'm sorry, respectfully. <laughs> He's older than me. <laughs> Age is just a number. You know what I'm saying? It's I like, have some strong thoughts about your list, yo. <laughs> I, just, I know. <laughs> I know. Who's so like, we're all oh, supporting man. you. We're rooting for you. We were all rooting for <laughs> you. All... Oh, my God. But yeah, that's, that's my list. So moving on to the next question. <laughs> uh, what song would you choose to impress a date? with that karaoke ah shit i i also love that i'm going ah shit like i didn't fucking write these questions <laughs> I love that. i'm like oh this is hard i stopped myself oh, <laughs> like i really i dead ass was not thinking about answering these i was just like this will be fun <laughs> you've never anyway, answered them before i didn't i just was like i literally based all the questions on themes or instances in the movie and i was like oh this would be interesting but I never answered them. Okay. So this is a relationship insurance podcast exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'm screaming. Wait, someone else go. Cause I have, I can't sing. So I really have to pick this one real careful. Karaoke. Um, I, I, I mean, okay. Depending on the season, let's say this was like Christmas season. I definitely go all I want for Christmas is you by oh. Mariah Carey. He's um, thinking, if it's not, if it's not, uh, if it's not if it's not a, a Christmas time, I'm going "Only Girl in the World" by Rihanna. Mm. I'm singing "Only Girl in the World." <laughs> that's amazing. I want you to make me feel like I'm the only girl in the world. Yeah, that's 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 my pick. Trey looks shocked at me. <laughs> Don't be mad because you didn't think this one through. Yeah. Okay, Don't be upset. I was ready for this one. I was ready for this one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm a pick. Don't stop until you get enough, Michael Jackson. I think that'd be fun. You know, Black Michael, no Um, can you? Uh, are you gonna be able to hit the notes? Like, try. You know, we'll try. Okay. How about you, Marion? Oh gosh. <sighs> Oh, fuck. Okay, I have to find... I feel like I only do well with songs that have, like, white men, like, as the lead singers, because their voice is so different from mine, so I can be like, yeah, I was trying a new spin. Meanwhile, I just can't sing. So <laughs> I feel like... Oh, fuck. And you know what? Oh, I don't think that would impress anybody. Okay, I think I would do something from The Killers because then people would join in. So something like Mr. Brightside or... Um, oh, no, what's the one? Oh, wait. When You Were Young, that one. That's the one I'm going to do because I feel like it's like people will join in. And Especially then like... Drunk, yeah. Exactly. And so I will be the person who like cajoled other people to sing and he won't get to hear how terrible my voice is. I am a genius. Final answer. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. I, I love like 90s R&B. So I would go uh, Too Close by Next. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I love I love I would sing like the, the women's part. So it would yes. just, you know, uh, how'd that song go again, bro? <laughs> uh, I, I it's gonna. I'm not even gonna do it to myself. <laughs> <Not> just, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, bro. 
I, all I remember <laughs> is the women's part, and I don't want to. I don't know if you guys are ready for me to hit those notes. So I, I'm. We ready. Relationship insurance exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he goes like. Yeah. That's it. That's all y'all got. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Drew really won relationship insurance. Like, if this was a competition, he won. He just won. I didn't think he was going to do it, but you could tell he, he wanted to. He was just like, <laughs> it, it kind of goes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, what she's exactly saying, like, started it off. So I'm just like, you know, what I think she's saying. So, yeah. Sounds good, yo. I want yeah. the album from you, bro. Yeah. I, hey, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> so this question is pretty interesting, too. Uh, have you ever been attracted to someone whose style you didn't like? Yes, unfortunately. Moving along. <laughs> Damn, can we talk about that? What was your man, uh, the lapels too wide on his jacket? What's I'm up? screaming. <sighs> See, the problem with me is, it's not a problem. It's actually not a problem. I, I, I am, I'm very attracted to the way someone is as a person. So I'm not paying attention to the way they dress or et cetera. Like first and foremost, that's not the first thing I think about because in my head, I'm like, well, you could dress nice and still be a serial killer. So like that doesn't matter to me. So I care about the the person's character, but then <laughs> I'll start to look back and be like, yeah, that, that person's style wasn't uh, the best. So there have been, a, unfortunately, a, a few men that I will not talk about on here uh, that I was attracted to. And I'm like, I look back on, I'm like, well, thank you, Jesus, nothing happened. Because imagine having to coordinate with that person for the rest of your life. It would be a shit show. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Oh man, you can say his name though. We'll, we'll bleep it out. No, there's like a number. <laughs> there are a number of different dudes, and I mean, it's just solely me being attracted to them. So some of these dudes didn't even know I was attracted to them, and then I'm just like, oh, thank God, nothing happened here. We're gonna come back to that, but <laughs> Kurt, I want to go Drew first. How do you? I want to. I want you always go last. I feel like let's go to Drew first. But that's what the responses be fire. I'm just thinking. Okay, you're right. Okay. You know what I mean? okay. Right. Now I, I can go. Okay. <laughs> um, well, you know, just being that I am very like quintessential Libra, it's really hard for me. One of the first things I look at is just personal style. So um, there was this one girl I dated, like probably one of my first girlfriends and she, or second, uh, she didn't have very good style. And so this, she probably doesn't to this day, but oh. um. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, you either got it or you don't, and you got to have a little bit. So that's, it's just, you know, this, you know, it's just something simple. If you, if you're going to shop at H&M, you know, get, get a cool plain t-shirt, but swag it out with something like some dope accessories and, you know, maybe a cool skirt. I don't know. I'm not a, not a, you know, stylist, but you know, I, I just, it, personally, I can't do it. Can't do it. Kurt? <laughs> now you see why I moved out the way. I was like, <laughs> Drew got the fire answer. He had it coming. I was just like, he was ready. Dang. Um, <laughs> um, God bless that young lady wherever she is now. Right. Um, <laughs> Imagine if she feels it in her chest, like a burning in her chest, right in this moment. <laughs> Have I ever been attracted to someone whose style I didn't like? Um, unfortunately, yes. Um, but it wasn't a big deal. Uh, you know, I was like, it wasn't, it wasn't the deal. It wasn't a deal breaker at the time. This was a long time ago, but I was just like, I, I never brought it up. I never talked about it. I feel like this is my first time bringing it up and, I, you know, I'm bringing up some past pain. It has happened. Yeah, it has happened. But, you know, all things work together for good, you know? I'm screaming. <laughs> Not <laughs> a whole pastor. Did you try to like style her? Like, hey, I don't, you wearing this? Maybe. We never got that far. We never got that far. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you want to add any pressure? Yeah, on. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, I've had a situation like that where, you know, the person might have worn like colorful tube socks. And I'm like, all right, with the dress? I don't know. But that's your expression. Like, that's how you feel works best for you. So I'm more about like the spirit, you know, not the fashion. Yeah. Spirit's good. We good. <laughs> 
in in my defense, well, not in my defense. I will say this: I'm sure I've been the person who uh, whose style someone else did not like. So, it's the circle of life. Oh yeah, maybe people didn't like our styles either. Yeah. Not possible. Impossible. <laughs> Drunkard, we're like, oh, speak for no. yourself. <laughs> because over here, it is trendy central. Okay. <laughs> I do know, like, my ex did not, was not crazy about my style. Um, and it wasn't because I necessarily had bad style. It was just, like, he was very big on, you know, coordinating. And I'm like, I don't know that we need to do that at all. Like, like matching Jordans? Sim- a, a similar, but not even quite as romantic in my mind. Because I feel like matching Jordans, there's just like something magical about that shit. I, I can't like explain it to you. But um, like matching Tim's, I also think there's something magical about that. Don't at me. Y'all got <laughs> money. You're. <laughs> y'all got money, yo. Matching Jordans, Tim's. What y'all oh, do after the relationship? <laughs> but no, it was just like, it just felt very, it felt like a very specific, uh, like, you know, like the trendy, you know, young white New Yorker style sort of deal. Like the one you see at a lot of mega churches, like that specific style. And I'm just like, I, <laughs> I am Chelsea Nigerian. Boots. Yes, with the Chelsea boots. And I like Chelsea boots. I think they're great, but there was like a very specific uniform that I was just not into or interested in. Um, so I know for him, he did not like my style. So, so he was getting off the brunch fits. That's what I call a brunch fit. You wear Chelsea yeah. boots, you got the skinny jeans, you got like a, a, a hat that's yeah. got like a, the brim is too big. <laughs> you got the Starbucks <laughs> cup. That's like always, always on you. No matter right. what time of day, there's nothing in the cup. It's just the Starbucks cup. You just got to have it. Yeah. I'm screaming. Yeah, there was, a, I mean. You know, it was a different time. We were young, etc., 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 etc. Moving along quickly, young Drew, please. <laughs> All right, I got I got another one for you. So this is similar to the the date one we asked, the hypothetical. This one is: Who would you want to be locked in a museum with overnight? Daniel Kaluuya. Done. Why? I just it's that focus thing that he has. I don't know how to explain it. It's just, I, I feel like that would be a cool thing to experience with someone without distractions and with lots of art. Hmm. Okay. So you feel like he would read the little descriptions for you? I'm like, screaming. No, me. I do not need him to read descriptions for me. Voiceover. <laughs> right? Like, what? how did you get a voiceover gig out of everything I just said? What I mean is like, I feel like, I feel like we could have like a focused, intelligent conversation about, you know, the different art pieces in the museum, um, but also be able to have fun as well. But like, I don't know, it it feels like we would have several interesting conversations about it that will probably end in me trying to make out with them. So I feel like that's a win for me. Consensual. Or you just going consensual, yes, consensual. I'm I do not know how to do anything other than consensual. I gotta say, we like consent in this household. This is a consent podcast, exactly. Uh, I guess I'm up next. Um, <laughs> were you dreading this? Is the one you were dreading, Kurt? <laughs> I mean, like, y'all outdid my list the last time, so I was just like, I gotta come prepared. Uh, I got to pick one person, so I'm going with Tracy Ellis Ross. Yay, that would be so good. Yeah. <laughs> Dondre looks impressed, so I think I did well. <laughs> I think I did, time, I think time. I did well. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. So, so the question is just celebrity or person? Anybody. It could be oh, dang. Guy. I messed up again. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just I have a fixation, so the rest of y'all can do I feel like controversial pick. Oh, Warning. No. Oh gosh. I pick my man Yay. I'll go with Kanye. Kanye West in the museum. It'll be a long night, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'd be ready for that. Like I think that would be a, a cool experience. I think his his eye for art is something. And I, I like to see it through his lens a bit. You just let him talk for like three hours. Just like 
Just yeah. <laughs> hit the stream of consciousness. <laughs> yeah, do your thing, yo. <laughs> I feel like Donjay has the strip of the Black Panther. Like that's <laughs> like you would need that. Like no no disrespect to Kanye West. But like I I don't know that I could do it. I'm Definitely. lying. Actually, I'm thinking about it. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, you know, you're locked in the museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Locked in could be like 12 hours. Whole yeah. day. You might um, try to redesign the museum. That actually might be fun. I don't know. It might be fun. It's it could a be, felony. <laughs> it could be fun seeing it through his eyes, but from... No, I'm going to stick with it. Kanye Fun Hunter. Um, Man, I, I think I want to I do like a a pick I wouldn't normally pick. So I would go with, I would go with make the stallion because I feel like she's smart. She's in school. I think she might've graduated. I don't know, but I feel like we would get some cool selfies off in mm. there. Yeah. That's important. Hopefully she yeah. wouldn't like try to like twerk on some oh of the, days. Oh some of the Dodger. artifacts, but you know, Dandre, do you want to share something with the class? It's it's Kurt's reaction. He's like, that's important. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Shout out Make This Stallion, man. I definitely want to meet her one day. She's awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Imagine, imagine just doing the body yadi 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 yeah. challenge like throughout <laughs> the museum. That would be every fucking exhibit. great. Actually, like every exhibit. I want to change, I want to change it to Megan and Cardi B at the same time. Like I would you just can only a- choose one. You can only choose one. Them's the rules. Ah, uh, Cardi. Them's the I'm rules. A, I'm gonna go with Cardi. I'm gonna go with Cardi. Switch it up, Cardi. I, I I I love Cardi, but I would I would happily do the body adi. Like I also love that I can't just say the body challenge. I'm just like body, body, body adi. Like just do it throughout the entire. Im- imagine just footage like you and Meg the Stallion doing that throughout the Met Museum. That'd be fucking amazing. That's what I'm here for. And we would get this content off. <laughs> I think I'm obsessed. Oh, sorry. Carry on. <laughs> uh, I think we can do one more question. Um, let's see. Can we do one of the, the deep, can, a skin deep one? A deep, a, a what? A skin deep question. I got a, I got a question from got this one? deck that's... Uh, yeah. Have you ever had to come to terms with being wrong about someone? Whew. I don't think we got time for all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to do a, a solo pod for now. This is a Miriam question. I would love to hear it from Miriam first. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, no, you How don't. did I get volunteered as tribute in this situation? I just want to listen. I just, you know, want to hear you out. Okay. Have I ever had to come to terms with being wrong about someone? Yeah. Oh, my days. Picture it, Sicily, 1920. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I probably have multiple times. Uh, sometimes, I don't know that it's always been for the better. I think that's the sad part um, because I'm, I'm deeply cynical. For all my uh, kindness, I am deeply cynical. So it's been painful at times being as deeply cynical as I've been, as I am. And then, but still like, you know, being willing to give people the benefit of the doubt and still be kind and then realize that um, I was wrong to be, hmm, I will, I'll change that. It's not that I was wrong to give people space to be themselves around me because I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Um, But be sorely disappointed by how the person chose to not honor our friendship. I think the, that's, that's been a thing that's happened um, a couple of times um, and it ends up sucking, you know, it doesn't, you know, get easier the older that one gets. I wish it did, but it doesn't. So that's like one time. Those are at least times that I can think of that I'm like, yes, I, I was, I was wrong. And it's, it's situations where you don't, you wish you weren't uh, shown that you were wrong. No, <laughs> and, and she's dead, and that is how Miriam deaded the mood. <laughs> no, I'm vibes just, went down considerably. I mean, I, I decided to bring out the skin deep question, so apparently, you must have a skin deep answer then. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, I was thinking about it. Like, I don't think, I think, you know, with me, I, I love to be optimistic about people. So I lead with my optimism. Um, and so I don't think it's, I don't think I was necessarily like completely wrong about someone, but I I have been, <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Like, you know, I have yeah. been that that feeling um because it's like i i do want to give i for and just in my experience i i, I want to give uh just space for a, a person to just like wherever you are in your life and time like that it may not align for me right now and so i don't have to feel entitled to like what i expect or like what i would you know want um but I think there are times I just had to come to terms with my disappointment about maybe more so just like how this, how, how a situation may have played out and maybe like if there was proper closure or like proper, you know, just better, better feelings about like, okay, there's more clarity about like why things went this way with, with a person and like, you know, just more information so that there's more clarity. So that's my little, uh, world's smallest violin moment <laughs> don't do that we you're fine okay <laughs> and this is where the cancer energy now you see it now you see it the like mom energy of like don't do that you're valid there you go i appreciate it um man i probably probably a good percentage of my previously failed relationships um maybe with the exception of maybe like one or two because i i feel like i knew who that person was i accepted them for who they were and it was pretty evident but i think ones the ones that were like really really devastatingly like horrible and just went wild left was probably the ones where i kept trying to be like no this person isn't like this this person isn't like this and they would show me that they were like it. And I'd be like, oh, maybe they're just having a bad day or, you know, maybe we're having, you know, this, this arguments on both of us. Right. Nah. Like in retrospect, yes, it, it, these, these things, these things happen. And I think you just have to be prepared to have a conversation with yourself, uh, a very real one where you're dissecting what the person is doing and how you're reacting and how they're reacting and, and what you're doing and, and so on and so forth so first like yeah they're the best for last i guess um i i don't know i don't feel like i've ever been like the repeat the question for me i like to hear yeah fresh have you ever had to come to terms with being wrong about someone and i guess that's anyone not even relationships. Yeah. See, that's the thing. You got to really <laughs> contextualize. You be saying, uh, you be oh saying things God. you don't need to say. You know, that's how they catch you. You know? <laughs> Dondre with the fine print. That's <laughs> the mathematical problems. Like, you know? Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. I think that I, I've, I've certainly experienced that. And there's a certain humility that comes with that like oh I was I gave this person the chance so I thought they were it goes back to perception like I had an idea of this person who they were and they weren't really that and I'm more disappointed than like upset because I think to really accept humans we have to accept that we're flawed by design and people come with their their crap so yeah I've certainly experienced it outside of relationships okay i i guess we could give a a more positive question to as we're nearing the end what is something that makes you feel cared for i got this so oh yeah something that someone's recently been doing is just like asking how do i show care for you even just like that ask like it's different it's like you start really reflecting like how do i want to be cared for right now 
So yeah, that. <laughs> what makes me feel cared for? I, someone or people are able to hold space for the fullness of who I am and also simultaneously let me hold space for the fullness of who they are. Like it has to be a two-way street for me. It can't just be me having space with them because then it makes me feel like I'm a burden. And I don't like it when it's just about them, like me being able to hold space for them, but them, then them not reciprocating because then I feel like a little bitch for lack of a better way to put it. So it has to be a two-way street for me to feel like there's care. Um, because then we're both able to meet each other um, with like the truth and honesty and reality of where we're both at. So like, that's what it is for me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great answer. Cause I was, that's kind of close to what I was thinking about too. Like, like reciprocity is so important. Shout out to Lauren Hill for teaching me that word. Cause I never would have learned that word if it wasn't for We love Lauren in this Lauren household. Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Word, right but um yeah i think uh it's i re- I, I don't want to steal your answer Miriam, but like it, it really just it resonates so much because it's like you know for me i'm i'm a person that's that is in my own ways naturally giving like i i like to i like to serve and so like i'm i'm not I'm not always looking to be served in return. Like I'm always, I'm always just like, no, I do this cause I care or like I want to. Um, so when someone makes that same effort, it doesn't have to be like this grandiose act. It's just more so like maybe how we engage in conversation. Like how am I engaging you in conversation? How you return that, that's, that, that is something that makes me feel cared for. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's a back and forth and it's a, an ex, it's an, it's more of an exchange because I feel like with an exchange, you can feel more, just more whole wholeness with, mm-hmm. with that person. And um, you don't necessarily feel like you poured out more than you were willing to, or that you, then you had the capacity to, or, you know, you, you also don't feel overwhelmed by like, well, I didn't get to, have my voice be heard because you know I felt drowned out or whatever it is I just feel like seeing someone meet you in an exchange um or meet me in an exchange to personalize it um is something that makes me feel cared for we love that here we we love that people can have similar answers or the same answers in this household (laughs) many things are accepted in this household I like your household (laughs) Miriam it's pretty fun (laughs) Hey Drew, what's crackalacking? Oh man, ain't nothing but a G thing. Uh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh man, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna keep it real simple. I just like when someone is nice to me. I like that. I like I like uh that makes me feel cared for. You know, it's simple as just asking me questions if I'm okay. You know, how am I feeling or you know, just really listening to me when I speak. Uh, those are those that makes me feel cared for. And there's nothing more important than understanding that the person like your partner or whoever you're dating or, or whatever is going through things just like you are. So, you know, if you're having a long day, you could be like, yo, you know, just check in, just be like, you know, how was your day? How's your day going? Or so it's, it it speaks to reciprocity, like you guys just, um, just pointed out. And also just, you know, just being nice, being a nice person. It's really wild how like far kindness will go. Like truly, like most people are just like, please be kind to me. Please see me. Please hear me. Please value me. It's like, it's really... (laughs) I just get sad when I think about how like hard that is apparently for people because it's really just a simple uh a simple uh concept. It's future's fault. He made it like, <laughs> like, like this guy that just like oh I don't like feelings. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's his fault. So oh now we gotta bring it back to feelings and being human and humanity. So I just love how like I was not prepared for that. I was not prepared for that at all. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, I feel though it's because we we make all these healthy things seem uncool, like mm-hmm. good communication, like needy, desperate, or like good texting patterns, like desperate. Like all these things are just yes. they're so backwards, and we're not getting closer to what we really want. So what if we just were cool with healthy things? Could be cool. Concept. Loose concept. The word right That's there. The whole word. <laughs> <laughs> the church kids were like, it's a word. <laughs> exactly. The church kids stood up right there. Miriam, thank you for joining us today. The name of your film is The Things in Between for people who, who would like to see it. Also, for the questions deck, it's on thethingsinbetween.com, correct? Yes. Yes. Where can people find you on social media if they would like to? If you do want to follow me, I would say lurk first, just to make sure you actually do want to follow me. Um, but <laughs> my handle is flowering, flowering sword. That is, yes, flowering and sword. It's exactly how you think I said it. Um, and that is my handle. And then there's also the film's handle, which is the things in between film. That's on the Instagram zickles, both of them. I just want to say I appreciate you guys having me on. You guys are awesome. Oh, you're awesome, Miriam. Say, can you say that again for our egos? <laughs> I think you guys are awesome. Yada 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 yada. We can end on that note. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode from Relationship Insurance. You can find us on Instagram at relationship.insurance. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast. Tune in for more episodes.